Welcome to the MS Young Dragons podcast. It's normal for families to have some competition within, but to actually compete against each other is what we're talking about today in the world of tennis. Our head coach uh, is also the father of a player for Minnesota Duluth, and they play each other Saturday. And so uh, I thought, and you thought it'd be a great topic to, to have you guys on the podcast today. So first of all, thank you for joining us. And uh, I'll jump right into the questions. And, and first of all, with Isabel, what's it like to have a dad as a coach um, in a sport that you ended up going and, and competing at collegiately? Um, I lucked out having a really awesome dad for a coach. I know there are some of those relationships where there's a lot of pressure put on the athlete to perform a certain way or to practice so much throughout the week. But growing up, having him as my coach, there was never that pressure. It was always on me to make that decision to want to go hit, want to go play. So there was none of that pressure, which is, was amazing. And then being able to have him still support me, even though I'm competing on a different team, has been just a great experience. And I... I share your story. My father was a collegiate coach when I was growing up as well. Um, you know, I always had opportunities to do things that not a lot of kids had to do and getting in the gym and doing those things from a young age. But, uh, you know, what's it like on the other end of that coach of being a dad and seeing your daughter pick up the sport that you fell in love with? Well, it's, I was very happy that she fell in love with the sport of tennis because it's a sport that she will play for many, many years yet. Um, but uh, yeah, I was also her high school coach. I coached at South High School. So she she played for me at, at South, which was an awesome experience. And uh, so I didn't actually start coaching at MSUM until your junior year. Is that right, Isabel? Her junior year. So, um, so she actually picked her school before I started coaching at MSUM, but uh, it was uh, really awesome watching her grow in the game um, into her adulthood. And how, how do you keep boundaries? Because the friction of a lot of, oh, you both smiled, you knew this was coming. Uh, there's a lot of friction between the, the coach and kid combo where sometimes if it's the father or mother and, and whatever case, there's a lot higher expectations and sometimes that causes friction um has that ever caused friction between you guys and, and how have you kind of created some maybe boundaries uh as you competed you know for him as you're in high school and now um in college yeah in high school there was never really that friction that I ever felt like there was any more yeah. expectations on me than any other player he was very well keep very good at keeping the expectations level across all players on his team. Um, one of the only boundaries that I set coming once he started coaching was that he was not allowed to coach the player that I was playing against. Cause there's just that mental game of having someone who coached you for six, seven years, then now coaching against you. Yeah. That's gotta be a little insider information. <laughs> just a little uh, bit. I, and I would assume, you know, that's, that's how, how hard is that to do? How difficult and how easy is that to do? And, you know, I, I, the etiquette of the sport is, is part of that too, of, 
you know, just, uh, you know, knowing where to go and where to be. I, I doubt you ever root against her, even when MSUM is is playing her. So how do you balance that kind of uh, conflict of interests on the court? Well, it's just kind of I, I try to com- compartmentalize um, that where when I'm looking down at her court to see how that court's doing, um, I kind of turn my dad eyes on there and then back to the court I'm at and then back to coaching eyes. <laughs> and Isabel knew this when I coached her in high school too. And I reminded her of this, that, you know, a lot of, a lot of coaching in tennis and this is the way I, I coach. It's about what my player can do or does not so much what the other player is doing. Yeah. Control what you can control. Uh, right. mind, mindset, yeah, big part of the Positive Coaching Alliance stuff, and it's it's good. How has the sport of tennis bonded you two differently than, uh, you know, most people don't have that shared sport piece in their relationship? How has it bonded you two as a, as a family? Yeah, it's just always given us something common ground to talk about or do together. Um we've competed in a lot of tournaments playing mixed doubles together and like doing that sort of thing. And then off court throughout like professionals being able to talk about different athletes and like have those sorts of conversations too. Have you ever played against each other? I don't think so. No, not in a, not in a competitive setting anyway. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, just to reiterate what, what she said. I mean, I know there are other sports where parents coach um, their sons or daughters, but tennis is one of these um, rare instances where um, the parent and the son or daughter can compete together mm-hmm. in the same event and on the same team. Yeah, it's it's fascinating. I grew up as a golfer. Uh, my dad played with his dad in golf tournaments uh, back home. And when my grandfather passed away, my dad and I then played in these golf tournaments together. So I, it, it's one of those things in, in tennis is very similar to sports that you can play long, long after the highest level of collegiate possibilities or professional mm-hmm. possibilities come into play. It's something you can do for a very long time. And uh, it's a wonderful sport. It's an intimidating sport as I've rarely stepped on the court and tried to return a serve from one of our dragons. Um, I'm sure the Bulldogs have quite good serves as well, not disparaging anybody here. But uh, that, that, that parent, player, and coach relationship is, is so unique. Um, you know, and it causes a lot of positives and, and negatives. But what is one lesson I think each of you have learned as the child and the coach parent in that relationship? Um, that you would tell someone kind of in, in a similar place of uh, trying to teach. I've got two daughters that I, I hope to maybe coach someday in different ways. What's advice that I guess you would have for me, coach? And, and what would be some advice you'd give to, to my daughters, Isabel? Well, I guess, and I hope Isabel would agree with this, that I never put too big of an emphasis on um, the quality of her performances or on wins and losses. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to see her enjoy the sport. 
And that was, that was the big thing. And, and like she said before, it was one of those things that uh, um, I have a, Isabel's brother plays as well. And that was, that was one rule we had at home that I never approached them um, to play tennis or to go out and hit. They had to approach me. And uh, I would just say not to put too big of an emphasis on, on their performance to say, um, and hopefully I, I've done that. Yeah. One of the things I, I always try to think about is uh, what is the definition of a win? You know, you, you mark down the score and all those sorts of things, but to see someone play their best, that that's a win too, even though the score might not reflect that. I mean, that, that other person might be better that day and gives you some, ideas of things to work on and improve at but it's not it's it's a win if you just did your best gave a great effort and sometimes you come up short it's still a win um and try to manage those losses you know as they come and as learning opportunities but isabel what what is your advice for for my five-year-old daughter as i just signed her up for tennis lessons this summer yeah as someone if your parent is your coach just know that they're even though they're coaching you they are your biggest supporter out there too so like just being honest and open with them while you're out there on court of where your struggles are that they want to help you not just critique you yeah how do you find that balance of as a player when your your coach is also your biggest supporter um and they give you that criticism or critique and, and, you know, how do you kind of handle that? I know when my father used to, we got, I got to a certain age where I thought I knew everything. I don't know if this ever happened with you guys. Um, but there was, this is my story <laughs> where my dad would tell me to do one thing and I would just be like, you don't know what you're talking about. I can kick your butt. Um, and, uh, we grew past that. I grew out of that, I should say. And we've, we've come to enjoy the sport together. So how do you kind of balance that, uh, critique criticism from coach and yet the do you, you just naturally follow that up with a you can like that cheerleader parentism yeah that was a lot of what he was able to do with us with me in high school was like balancing support with critique and then just also like not taking it too personally when I chose to ignore him half the time in those moments of strong-headedness now the real I have truth to learn my out. lesson. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> you got to learn the lesson that they actually know what they're talking about by not listening and then failing. <laughs> yeah, I would say my experience is very similar, but uh, it, it's great to see you not fail and, and you have the success that you're having it at UMD, although it is not MSUM and, and uh, you know, we have a lot of friends up there and that are bulldogs as well, but the, we have you guys coming together this Saturday and I know the weather is playing a little tricks on the, you're traveling and spending some extra time together, but um, you know, what is Saturday like for both of you when you're competing against each other um, and possibly for one of the last few times? Yeah. Uh, for me, it's a lot of fun. I look forward to just competing a lot and then having my dad be able just to watch one of my few matches that he actually gets to sit and watch because other weekends he's off who knows where coaching when we're traveling so it's one of the few matches he actually gets to watch and for me it's 
like like she said, it's a lot of fun to to just kind of sit back and watch her match. And even though I only see a few points here and there, but um, it's also important to understand that uh, the particular dragon who's playing her understands that uh, the the assistant coach will have her match that day and <laughs> and uh, be doing the coaching. But uh, they, I must admit, my my players understand that as well and they've been very supportive as far as that goes too that's awesome and it's uh it's fun because i'll be there as a neutral party putting on the broadcast and i'll get to be able to see all these dynamics at play um in, in the real world so uh just wanted to say thank you to, to both of you for joining us in the podcast today sharing a little bit of your story and this wonderful interaction and relationship you have across the league um, you know, and uh, for obviously a, a lifetime in the sport of tennis. So thank you for joining us in the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you.